All right, welcome back to another episode of Dama and Maja. Dama and Maja. So, George, what's going on, bro? Uh, lots going on, James. Um, I'm really excited about this band I've been in. Nice. Shout out to uh, Dear Left Brain. Dear Left Brain. So, why don't you break it down for the people what the deal is with them and just talk about them? So, I've got a buddy who I went to film school with um, back. In the day, this was early 2000s at this point. Graduated in 06 and um, we we hung out a, a few times and he had a band back in the day called Stolen. And I guess they were pretty popular for a while uh, in the San Diego scene. And then he moved up here at some point and we just lost touch as you know most of uh, our friends from college do, right? So um, we... Uh, we linked up, I'd say, I don't know, two, three years ago. Um, we we're doing some, uh, some projects, some film projects together. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we, we, you know, living in Echo Park, him living in Silver Lake, we were close to each other. So, um, you know, hung out a couple of times and then we had jams right before the pandemic started. And I noticed that we had really good chemistry. And he plays guitar and bass and keys. And his uh, roommate, John, uh, was in a band called, uh, what was it? Um, Self Against City. And they had a record that came out. He was showing me a picture of it, like in Best Buy, you know, on the CD rack and stuff. And, you know, it was legit. And they toured for a while and stuff. And then they broke up. And so John and Eric had been living together for a while, uh, like 10 years. And basically... You know, I went over to jam with them one day and um, they're like, yeah, we got a bunch of songs that we want to play and we like to play them live. And I was like, yeah, cool. Let's let's check it out. Let me sit down and see if I can learn learn one. So it just kind of progressed from there. And now um, I've got like seven songs we're working on, all originals, um, you know, in the indie rock genre. But uh, it's really cool because... You know they've got uh, they've got some killer harmonies going on. John I think is the primary primary songwriter, but um, yeah, since it's since I've walked into it, it was like turnkey. You know, like the drum set, it's this killer acoustic set that's um, that's converted into an electronic set, and they've got the whole thing just dialed in. So we've been practicing like three times a week. We just started live streaming on Volume.com. So um, if you're listening. Uh, follow us on volume.com slash dear left brain, and we will be live streaming our practices slash performances. So that'll be pretty cool. Nice dude. So that sounds like a, it's a really promising project and you've been practicing like quite a bit. You were telling me earlier, right? You've yeah. Been practicing maybe four or five times a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm singing and playing drums and doing those at the same time. Uh, it's really hard, <laughs> but I, it's part of what I love about it is the challenge of being able to, um, to take my first instrument, which is my voice and integrate that into my, uh, my second instrument, which is drums. So, you know, there's, there've been some amazing artists in the past that have done it successfully, like Phil Collins, Don Henley. I don't remember the guy's name, but, um, the drummer from the band, and you know a bunch of others so it's it's got a lot of uh like commercial viability too so you know that's probably the most exciting part is that it's not just like a bunch of guys in a 
you know, in a garage or like living room and kitchen space practicing, just playing whatever. It's like, it's a, it's, it's a real, um, it's, it's a real band with, uh, with a lot of thought behind it and, um, a lot of ancillary, uh, skill sets too. You know, these guys being sound engineers and us all having film experience. I really look forward to where it's going. That's awesome, dude. So that's yeah. a, that's a sick little side project you got going, man. Totally, totally. How about you, man? What's uh, what's what's new with you? Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting time. You know, I've, I've just been sort of still trying to grow my business, um, trying to branch out in whatever other directions I have. Tomorrow, I get my shoulder operated on, uh, torn labrum in my right shoulder, which is going to be, it's going to set me up for a challenging, uh, you know, three to four month stint of rehab. Wow. So it's been, uh, just, yeah, it's been kind of daunting and it's kind of forced to face my own, uh, you know, humanity and, uh, and, uh, vulnerability, vulnerability. Yeah. Which is just always gnarly. You know, I have to call on family and, and friends and stuff to help me to, to, you know, manage this time. Con them. Call, call on them. Oh, call on them. I thought you <laughs> Hopefully said Hopefully not them. con anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully I'm not doing anything too duplicitous. Yeah. How can so, I rope somebody into caring for me? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Why would you sum up my love life so succinctly like that, George? Hey, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I was just insinuating. I'm kidding. I know, man. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's just kind of coping, coping with that and, and, yeah. uh, just, yeah facing it man yeah um you know have you ever i I think we might have talked about this but like i know for aftercare you know that can be really important too like do you have anything that you're going to be utilizing for that of course like 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 what well so physical therapy is a three time a week ordeal okay right first foremost second you know um it's just you know the cartilage needs to heal yeah. Which is just a slow, slow process, no matter what you do. Uh-huh. But, you know, I have like supplements and stuff that should help. Right. I, I know. What kind of stuff? Like uh, there's there's glycine, which is like it's the most predominant amino acid in, in most white tissue. Right. Okay. In most most cartilage. Oh, interesting. So, you know, the is that, uh, is that something you find in collagen? Absolutely. It's a big one. It's, right? it's the it's probably one of the, the most prevalent. It's the most prevalent amino acid in collagen and gelatin. Right. Okay. So I've got that. I've got a, like a pound of that on hand. So oh yeah, definitely take that for the first month. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, because I'm looking, I just grabbed my Great Lakes collagen that I take every morning. Yeah. And um, look I'm at looking the, at, yeah, look the typical the, amino acid content per serving. Like it's the high, glycine is the highest yep. content of it. Like yeah. It's 2,785 milligrams per serving. Yeah. So that's cool. You'd be taking a shitload of that, I imagine. Shitload of that. I'll take probably five, 10 grams of that, probably 10 grams of that a day easily. Um, probably more. Oh, wow. Actually, it's funny because I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. And it says like two scoops is actually a serving. And uh, I only use one serving, like one scoop at a time. Yeah. So that's good to know if I want to double up my recommended dose. Yeah. You know, that stuff, those, uh, Collagen protein is is interesting and mm-hmm. has has interesting benefits. Yeah, um, yeah. So what else? 
Um, you know, in terms of what's going on with me or no, no, like supplements. Cause you know, I'm super into that. I mean, yeah. not necessarily like just taking vitamins or whatever, more so in food, you know, but obviously if you have like, you know, a, a bodily trauma that you're on, that you've undergone, you know, like, like the actual tear for one, but then also the surgery yeah. afterwards, you know, you're going to require, um, uh, and, uh, a lot more of that supplement, whatever it is. Yeah, no, I've got, I've got, you know, I've got just regular old amino acid supplements. I've got, um, I'll probably buy some other stuff for connective tissue healing. Yeah. Maybe some cystis quadrangulars. You ever use that? No. It's really cool stuff. It's the Ayurvedic herb. It's like, it's been proven to like, um, to speed up the, the rate at which fractured bones and torn connective tissues heal. What's it called again? It's called cystis quadrangularis. Huh. It also is supposed to cause muscle growth and fat loss, and it really it, it has benefits for the brain. Like it, it'll change your mood. It's really cool. What's another? It. Do you know like what another uh, word for it is? Yeah, I think it's like hartiki is the is the Ayurvedic name. So here it says veld grape. Veld grape is the you know English is the classification or the the, the name for the the plant. There's also interesting hadjod. It's called I think as well. In, I'm not sure what language could be that could be. Okay. Oh, ha- Hadjod. Yeah, yeah, I see it right here. H A D J O D. Yeah. Interesting. So it's really that's really cool stuff. It's Middle Eastern, I think, because it says it's native to tropical Asia, Arabia, and much of Africa. Yeah, but it's probably it's, an Arabian name for it. It's it's yeah that that makes sense. It, it, I know it is canonically Ayurvedic too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'll take that. Um, Awesome. I should probably take some vitamin C too. There's 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 a bunch of other stuff I, that I that I'll that I'll order and get to taking. But I think I've mentioned this to you before. But have you um, have you ever uh, used DMSO? Yeah, I have. Yeah, because um, that one, that's a that's a really interesting one. Like I've taken that for bone fracture before with comfrey. Yeah, and um, you know comfrey is supposed to be another bone healing. Uh, herb. Sure. And so I had it as an oil and you have to be really careful with DMSO because it will take anything yeah. else with it on the skin down to the bone. It's a really potent carrier. Yeah, molecule. exactly. So yeah. that with the comfrey, you know, that was a, that was a, um, kind of a no brainer for me. Yeah. But I feel I'm, like it helped. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, I, I think the fracture healed in like two weeks. It was in my hand. Wow. Yeah. So it was, um, it was pretty cool, but it, it was crazy because I I was uh, on a ten day retreat one time. It was like a couple weeks after I'd fractured it actually, and I was on a retreat and I was still using it. Um, I think just the DMSO at that point, but I remember I had had some of my hand, and I um, I was washing my hands um, at some point with soap, and I forgot that the DMSO <laughs> was on my hand. Yeah, no. totally, and it gave me a chemical burn. Oh my God. Yeah. It was gnarly stuff. So it's, um, it's definitely, if you're looking to heal something or just, uh, treat some anti, um, treat, uh, some inflamed area topically, uh, make sure that you clean anything off of your skin first. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, culturing a lot lately too. And, uh, you know, you're, you've, Enjoyed some of the kombucha I just made. Yeah. That's been really cool. Like I'm on the fourth batch now. We just finished some uh, some blackberry ginger 
and uh, I'm gonna actually branch out and start um, start making uh, coconut yogurt too soon. I took a class at the fermentation farm in Costa Mesa a couple of weeks ago. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, so they're an amazing spot in Costa Mesa, nestled in this little shopping center, um, and they make all their own bone broths, uh, uh, sauerkrauts, and kimchi. They make their own um, like fermented mustard mm. and this amazing coconut yogurt. Like this shit is fire, man. <laughs> so when they posted their their class schedule. Uh, at the end of, um, what was it, June, I immediately signed up for the kombucha making class and the coconut yogurt making class because, you know, anything I can do to, to bolster my immune system right now, specifically with my, um, my intestinal tract, I'm going to do it. So that's why I took the initiative to start to, to take those classes and then um, start culturing. You know, it's been fucking awesome. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. It's really interesting, like fermented food and, and how it's like making such a big comeback now, now yeah. that, you know, people are, are learning about, you know, the, the, like you mentioned it, the link between, uh, innate immunity and, and, and gut health and how there's all kinds of, you know, symbiosis between those, those organisms you find in, in, in fermented foods and, and your, uh, and really our own immune system. It's, yeah. It's a really fascinating. Yeah. And really the, fascinating thing. Totally. And um, the studies that have been done on the uh, the gut brain, you know about this, like all of the different brain uh, hormones that are found in the gut. Yeah. So it's been shown that the gut actually responds to certain stimuli before the brain does and sends the signals to the brain, you know, so that once again, like that old wisdom, right, of like the gut instinct is is based on at least preliminary studies have shown that it is based on some actual science that for sure the gut is uh is interacting with the environment as a brain of its own so if we can uh you know if we can nurture that i'm all about it so that's why i've been doubling down on all this stuff especially in this time you know where, where health is so important yeah man that's super cool yeah, I have I have a lot to say about the whole gut instinct and the intuition thing too. I think we've touched on this previously. Yeah, I have I have my I don't know if it's resentments or suspicions about it. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because you know a lot of people will talk about gut feelings and intuitions, right? And as if like there's some there's this really privileged form of of sort of understanding or, or consciousness or, or, or even it's not even, you know, it's at the threshold of conscious awareness, right? It's, yeah. It's like, you know, people say, Oh, you know, always go with your gut and stuff like that. Always go with your intuition. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because when we make decisions on that basis, I feel like it can often be, you know, there's, there's, there's a bias there, right? There's mm-hmm. a bias there to where, you know, like somebody can could use that even to justify discomfort, you know, uh-huh. and acting against discomfort. Right, right. Right. Which is really interesting for me. Yeah. Uh, as someone who has to sell, you know, my livelihood depends on selling people um, 
on the on the right to do directed hard work that's going to push them well past their comfort zones, right? Uh-huh. So it's interesting because I have to I have to learn, I think, to play on people's intuition. Right. I totally, have, totally. I have, I have to learn to to really get access to it, right? Yeah. Um and to to uh to to actually appeal to it in a way that's not quite rational, you know, like uh-huh. my understanding of what's going on may be rational, but you know, what what's being triggered and what's being what I'm attempting to tap into is not like it's not a, a rational thing in a person, right? And it's interesting because the ability to do that is so crucial, you know, to me succeeding or failing in my business, right? Yeah. In terms of rendering sales. But at the same time, you know, it um it's an art and and people can be very good at doing that and not have any substance to offer. Right. And people can have a ton of substance to offer and not be very good at doing mm-hmm. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a really fascinating discrepancy to me. Well, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's partially a matter of your authenticity too, you know, and your ability to convey a message that carries a sort of uh, you know, universal truth to it that that um people, if they're tapped in and and open to that, are going to respond in um in like this happy medium of their authentic uh like yearning you know so i know you you, you're kind of explaining it in a way where you feel like you're um you know using it as a sort of sales tactic but it's also you know it's also a love of yours too is it not what's that in in sharing your expertise with people and making them uh, you know, work hard for their own well-being. Yeah, no, it, it it absolutely is. And I think the challenge that I've had with that in my business has been, you know, even when my message is really on point, right? People will even say, wow, this is so cool. Like, you know, I, I really love your message. But then in terms of like that turning into, into the sale, it's, right. it's still few and far between. And I've been, I feel like I've been burned by a lot of marketing mentors who have like stressed that point where it's like, if you're just authentic and if you're just, if you, and if you only can just really do this and, and, you know, find whatever it is or find whatever vibration that you should come to all that kind of stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. then it's just going to be effortless. And it's like, and I haven't found that to be the case, you know? Yeah. And I think part of that is because, you know, we naturally favor our intuitions about things, right? We can't help it. Right. Um, Yeah. But by the same token, um, you know, when, when the honest truth is put out there in terms of, well, yeah, your intuition is that, I might be a good provider, but then I, then I actually do become honest. I'm like, Hey, this is going to be a lot of work uh-huh. and it's going to be hard. You know, um, right. that's when people will, will often recoil. Right. 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 And, and it's funny because, you know, I, I provide a level of care that I don't know of any other provider like does online in terms of like daily video feedback, stuff like that. This requires even more work for the client. Yeah. Right? But it's the, to me, it's the only really just and fair way 
of like having somebody who's 3000 miles away from you doing barbell squats with heavy weight, for instance. Yeah. It's not, it's not right for me to just be like, yeah, do it this, this, this weight and not keep eyes on them, you know? Yeah, totally. Of course. But like the, the value of that seems to go lost on, on so many, you know, and, and, and even to the point where I've had marketing and sales mentors say, Hey, you're over delivering. That's too much of your time. That's too, mm. you know, just do a group program, just scale it, scales. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I don't know. I guess there's like this, this deep conflict that's probably personal and existential for me as much as anything. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay. Like, like the need for, for, you know, commercialization or acceptance or, or, you know, people in the, you know, just common people being able to sort of tap into whatever goodness I have to offer. And then the desire to over deliver massively. Right. Right. Yeah. And in a way that most people just won't be committed to and they can't commit to, they, they don't have like the resources or the care, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that may be just kind of like a, a global existential problem I have <laughs> in terms of my life and my personality. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We're right. sorting it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a constant honing of your, uh, communication skills too. Just like, intuition is not to be discounted as a viable, um, you know, form of, uh, of, of discernment, you know, in, in learning how to filter out information to find what the most important pieces are, you know, like these are, these are arts, as you said, you know, there's not really a science to it, you know, but that said, there is, uh, there's, there's a, there's a honing of an art that makes an artist better at what they do, you know, in the same vein that communication is an art or, or utilizing intuition is an art as well, you know? So it's with, with you and those you interact with, it's this constant feedback loop that if you're, uh, consciously taking in that information and, um, and interpreting it in, uh, you know, in a productive manner, then, uh, I mean, at least theoretically <laughs> you're refining your approach every time. Right? Yeah, no, that, that's, that's fair. Um, you know, it's really interesting, man. Like it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I feel like, like people lean so much, um, on this idea of, of intuition though. And, and they lean so much on this idea of, of gut instinct and, um, you know, gut reaction. And I think it's one of those things where, where like the communication rarely ascends to a level to where we can actually discover whether or not those reactions are valid, you know? Well, I would say there's a distinction to be made there because one of the things that comes to mind for me is the disembodiment of people on a whole, you know? Um, these days there's so much, so much mental and psychic like interference and fodder that we have sort of collective, collectively lost the ability to tap into what's actually going into our bodies, which from what I understand is a large, uh, a large cause of, of disease out there. You know, and we've talked a little bit about this, you know, the mind body connection between um, 
you know, the between thoughts and complexes, traumas and disease itself, you know. But um, so the distinction I'm, I'm kind of uh, expounding upon here is um, between what one might call intuition and what might one might be reacting to as a blind emotion, you know, and it's really easy to react to an emotion and I would say um, misinterpret that as intuition because intuition is just filtering out, like I said, uh, a cacophony of information to see what's important. And I feel it can be mistaken for, for an emotion because people aren't actually tapped into what's going on to their bodies understanding that that emotion is fleeting and that it's not actually it's not actually informing you in the way that you think it is yeah you know like the emotion is actually blinding you into one tunnel vision reaction that doesn't give you any other options yeah but when you're utilizing intuition um, um, effectively you're just you're taking it at face value and being able to make a logical uh, sort of uh, analysis or hypothesis based on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think that at least allows for the possibility for someone's quote unquote intuition or quote unquote gut reaction to be mistaken, right? Yeah. Or, or, to, or to not really be, you know, a true instance of, of intuition. But, you know, things also get really nebulous in terms of the concept of intuition. This is really interesting, right? Well, yeah. And, and I, I, I have a lot to say on that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in terms of the, our, our lineage and, and how we've been raised and, you know, this, uh, this sort of dichotomy I've spoken about before of, um, of authenticity versus attachment and the way that most of us were raised was um, as an attachment pattern. And we were taught to, uh, to, to do as our parents said, or face some sort of consequence. So, you know, say for me, if I wanted to, um, wanted to make a choice for myself and it went against what one of my parents um, said, then I had to suppress that. Yeah. So it might have been the correct response in the situation, but I wasn't allowed to um, to to follow that, you know. And so it becomes this this like faulty pattern of of um, you know suppressing uh, you know true intuition or or like accurately processing information and making a judgment based on that. Sure. You know. So. Uh, so throughout the whole childhood of that mechanism continuing to um, compound itself, then naturally we go into life with with this like faulty sense of what is right or wrong and what's best for us because we haven't learned to um, you know to harness our sovereignty with truth, you know. So uh, so yeah, a lot of people will go around and, and might call something intuition. But it's not, you know, it's like the, the compass isn't, isn't pointing uh, or, or it's not calibrated at true, for true north, you know. So it's like we're all running around with like, uh, like compasses spinning and thinking that we're going in the right direction. But east is actually like southwest, you know what I mean? For sure. 
Well, and, and so, I mean, that and that brings itself up a, a number of different questions too, right? Um, about yeah. like just discernment and, uh, and, and other such things. But, you know, it's, it's just interesting, like in the self-development, the self-help space, mm-hmm. you know, like none of these concepts are really analyzed yeah. in, in this level of detail to where it's like, you know, it's, it's one way in which, you know, again, sort of clever marketing can sell, you know, self-help multi-billion dollar industry can just sell people on, on some yeah. New solution. It's true. Putting so a shiny, you know, a shiny, shiny label, repackaging, yeah, like repackaging something that gives somebody some feels and tells them their story about themselves in a way that they want to hear it. Right. So that exactly. it fulfills their passion for being right. Yeah. And yeah. they're just like, yes, tell me like a psychic would what my future is going to be or whatever it is, you know, and yeah, and I'll pay you. Right. Yeah. It's like you've got to somehow package um, attractively the uh the idea of of like facing your discomfort you know physically mentally emotionally yeah. you that, know that's and that's that's my my challenge right um mm-hmm. <laughs> right in, in in the space that i that i work in you know yeah yeah totally with, i could see that without without <laughs> be, without becoming overbearing too you know um, right yeah totally totally dude crazy man well, uh, I wish you the best on that. I yeah, mean, obviously it's a, it's a it's a work in progress. It's a continue, yeah, a, a continuous process for sure. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know we could probably sit here and and uh, wax poetic all day, but uh, I think it's probably a good spot to you know to to leave it for now with an ellipsis. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed our little catch up today. It was nothing formally planned, but. Uh, but I think we got some, at least some really interesting new threads that yeah, we could go on. I'll tell you, you know, one of those things I would love to, um, to, to do a solo session. Well, you know, our, like an, an, a complete topic on is more in the realm of supplements and nutrition, because it's something I've been passionate about for, uh, for decades, you know, like some of the herbs I'm recommending today when, when people are getting sick are the same herbs I was recommending when I was 12. So <laughs> it's, you know, I still don't have any formal education on it, which I'm actually, I'm, I'm sort of changing and taking some courses, but, um, you know, I, I think it'd be great to do some homework and, uh, you know, come back with a list of some of our, our favorite tried and true formulations. Absolutely. I've got a lot to talk about on that topic too. So that cool. could be a fun time. Yeah. Dig it. Dig it. Well, yeah, I think uh, we can put a pin in it there. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this rambling on about uh, all the things that we just talked about, give us a like, subscribe to our channel. And if you have any suggestions on future topics, uh, don't hesitate to uh, shout out. Let us know. Absolutely. All right, you guys, thanks again for for giving us a listen. And, uh, we'll catch you next time. This is Daman Maja. I'm George. I'm James. And we'll see you next time. Peace.